Happy New Year and welcome back to the RevOps Show. We hope you all had a wonderful holiday and were able to take some time to decompress from this past year. We're kicking off the year with the finale of our series, What to Expect When You're Expecting a CRM Implementation. Today, Doug and Jess are focusing on whether to pilot or not to pilot. This episode should help you take a balanced viewpoint on the topic. It's great to be back. Let's get into it. Jess. Doug. You made it back. I did. I survived. Well, I, I expected you to more than survive. You were in the ha- your happiest place in the world, were you not? Exactly. I was. I really was. Did it, did it meet your expectations? It did. It did. The weather was beautiful. There was Christmas everywhere. It was wonderful. The weather was beautiful. There was Christmas everywhere. Um, wow. Yeah, that doesn't sound like my idea of paradise. I mean, the weather being beautiful, yes, I'm with you. With the rest of it. Um, no. More importantly, do you know what today is? It, we're recording on Festivus, Jess. We are recording on Festivus. Is this whole episode just going to be you airing your grievances? I think that's what we should do. I think we should air grievances today. But, but that would be end. a great episode. <laughs> That would, if if only you were, now here's the thing, had you been here last week, we could have done the final installment of the CR, of what to expect when you're expecting a CRM implementation. We could have, it's all my and fault. And then we could have done airing of grievances today. We could have, but we can't because we have to do the final installment, so. You don't seem, you don't seem very upset by this, Jess. I don't know how interested the masses would be in us airing our grievances for an hour on the podcast. Well, you know, the podcast is the length that the podcast is. No one says that the podcast has to be an hour. It's true. It's true. Right. We try to make sure it doesn't go over an hour, but, you know. We do. But I think I've got an hour's worth of entertaining grievances. I think you've got an hour's worth of grievances. I don't know that I would say they're entertaining grievances, but you have an hour's worth of them. Oh, I think I have like well beyond. I mean, if we're going to, if we're going to drop entertaining um, as, as the requirement, I think I go to, to hours of uh, grievances. I believe it. Jess, what's more, this is episode 43. Is it? This is episode 43. Wow pretty incredible if if someone had told you two years ago that you would do 43 podcast episodes and you'd be going strong what would you have told them i would told them they were crazy but that's but here we are i had if i had told you when you were thinking about coming here oh and jess you're going to be a co-host for one of our podcasts no one has context for for what you're talking about yes i i don't I, i when i came here i did not enjoy speaking in, in any kind of public forum whatsoever. Um, and when initially you said you wanted me to host the podcast, I had a, a, a reaction. I had a reaction. <laughs> we'll just leave it at uh, that. And now you can't shut her up. Exactly. But I'm, exactly. you know, just that's interesting because it seems to be that when I, like we have kind of a pattern going, I say, Hey, here's something that I think, you'd be good at and you'd enjoy. 
you go no effing way. Right. I said sales operations. You said. Hell no. uh, No. Then you look (laughs) at, okay, maybe now. I said podcast. You said, right. Mm -hmm. I think, I think you should have more faith in my suggestions. I think that's what. uh, You've listed listed two suggestions in seven years. I just want to throw that out. Oh, do you want me to go through the whole list here? Let me get. No, this let's is like not. this is like airing of grievances here. Okay, this is here ba- this basically on, is. <laughs> on this date, um, I will no. I will spare everybody the uh, the suggestion. So, um, before we get into our, our 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 main topic, it's it's the last episode of the year. It is. It's the last day of the year for for us in terms of working. So. Um, although we do have a streak, we have we have a three year streak that that somebody reaches out that we don't know exists yet and signs before the end of the year, so they got um, five business days for that to happen. Um, what are you going to do actually, if you if your streak if your streak gets broken? Like, what are you going to do if if you don't that doesn't continue? So the so the truth is, Jess, there's a little bit. There's a there's a teeny bit that's got me sad on that because there's a number that I haven't talked about that if if one more thing of reasonable size <laughs> comes through that will will hit. Um, you have five days. Yeah, but um, you know this is the first time I can remember though that you know I've pretty much completely unplugged the week between Christmas and New Year's. I'm pretty good at that, but there's always. Yep one thing, maybe two things that, that, you know, there were, there was a time we had to work with a client to get them going through a go to market strategy and website plan. There was another time that, you know, this is the first time that there's a couple things that are really low on the possibility, but, but actually there's, there's nothing um, clear and evident that I'm going to need to address. So I'm going to, then you should come back in a great mood. I usually do, don't I? You usually do. Yeah, you usually do. You usually do a think, pretty good job of decompressing. I think I think this year I even like kicked out kicked us all off with a video this year. You did. You did. Um you know, I was I was explaining to somebody I spend the first half you know, so we got we're gonna be out for ten days. So I'll spend roughly the first five or six days um making an impression in the couch that'll last through twenty three. And then about day six, I start getting, hey, and I start thinking and getting ready and usually come, uh, usually come ready to go. What are you going to do? I'm hoping to do a whole lot of nothing. Good for you. That's what I'm hoping to do. So what's your biggest surprise this year that's positive? Huh. Um, I, I, I think it's the the growth of the team. Um, There it is. We've brought on some people that I, some people in some roles that I hadn't anticipated we would be bringing in. And and actually some of our, um, I guess I shouldn't be that surprised by this, but some of our tenured employees have really stepped up into, into roles that I'm pleasantly surprised by. What about you? Um, so I'm surprised by how fast we've um, moved up 
market this year, um, how effective it's been. We had, you know, we came into this year with, with a real intent on doing that. And, um, yep. you know, it really, you know, so much of this year is, is the, like, I can just, I can see where all the pieces were dangling and, you know, the frustrations of, of previous years that, that, that really came together this year. And then, you know, we weren't able to get, to get, um, you know, all of our, um, check-ins done this year we still got a few that will hit in in the early part of next year but but the feedback that we got um you know i it, it, it continues to surprise me um just because you know it it's it's what we want it's what we've been working for we want this to be a place where people feel challenged i mean i think everyone has said to some degree that um it's been challenging um they feel like they've grown. Um, they love being here. Yep. They feel like this is a place where they can screw up, and and which is you know, um, I mean, a we remember. I've always wanted that, right? But yep. we can remember the days when, um, when that was the opposite. But uh, and I will tell you, Jess, because um, I was going to wait till the very end to tell you this, but I decided I'm just going to mess with you right now. Um, oh, great you know, in, in all seriousness, um, you know, this, this wouldn't, um, we would not be here w- without the contribution of what you know. I mean, what, what, what you've enabled us to do, what you've enabled me to do, um, is something that, that as I finish this year, I'm very, very grateful for. And you, I hope you feel Doug like- just wants to make me uncomfortable. That's, that's why he's, that's why he's doing that. <laughs> yeah. But, but, uh, you know, I'm, I am, that to me, that's a, just kind of a byproduct. That's like a bonus. That's a benefit. No, I, I, I know because it's it. actually, you um, yeah, it actually. Um, so yeah, so I am. Uh, you know, it's interesting. I'm looking forward to 2023. I remember, I remember last. Remember last year, we were looking at our numbers, and I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> okay, how are we gonna? Yeah, how are we gonna compare? How are we gonna? I mean, the only the only thing I feel good about is I feel like we're gonna like Q2. We're gonna be able to beat Q2. I feel really good. That that Q two sets us up for some some really good comparables, but man, I am looking at, I'm like, yeah. yep, you know, and and mountain. This this is where I wish. This is so much easier to help people that we're working with, um, but you know, I, you know, being the entrepreneur, et cetera, like there's just, you know, how do I know it's going to be here next year? Right. And so it's, it's fascinating. And, and I'm, I am looking forward to uh, December 31st. It's one of my uh, favorite things to do December 31st and January 1st. You know, my ritual is I screenshot the numbers on the 31st and then I screenshot the numbers on the first and it's like, yep. Um, okay. Time to go again. Let's roll. Yep. And with that part five of what originally part was going to be a three part series um, what to expect when you're expecting a CRM. So what are we talking about today, Jess? Today, we're going to talk about two pilots or not to pilot. I think we've been doing some really good um, alliteration is the wrong word. I don't know what it, but uh, what to expect when you're expecting a CRM, right? To pilot or not to pilot, right? I think we're, we're, we're being very, very creative here from a RevOps uh, perspective. Good marketing, call it that. <laughs> That's what I keep telling myself when uh, 
Everyone else is probably going, oh my God, this is corny as hell, but <laughs> to pilot or not to pilot. Alrighty. So yep. let, yeah, that's, that's actually one of my, um, it, it is a, it is moving up the charts t- towards one of my favorite topics to talk about. So I'm really looking forward to this one. So, um, why don't we start with the challenge of CRM implementation and why people want, you know, why people want to pilot versus why should they pilot? I think that's a great place to start, Jess. Why don't, why don't, why don't you start there? <laughs> well, so... Oh, that never gets old. No, never, never. <laughs> Were you going to say something? Well, so I was, I was going to say I can talk to why people, why I think people want to pilot. Because do you, on, do you want to start with challenges CRM? Well, what I was going to say is I, I, I think the, the challenge of implementing a new CRM is so tightly wound to the idea of quote unquote piloting or the idea of let's start small or um, that like they're, they, they, they really are two, two sides of the same coin. So um, I, I would, I would love to get your perspective. You know, we, we talk about the implications of it, but we actually, you know, we've never actually talked about the perspective of it. So I would love to hear your perspective um, yep. This is how so, we learn about everybody. That's why we do this this show is so that we can actually learn what the other person thinks. So, so I think why people want a pilot is it, it gives them a security blanket. I think they're you know everybody's terrified to launch. Everybody's terrified to ship, and so piloting enables you to dip a toe in the water. It's it's lower risk at least in, in your mind, it's lower risk. And, and so it's like, okay, well, let's put a pilot group on and see, see how this is actually going to work. Um, and I think, I think to a place where, where, where people get piloting wrong is they're, they're expecting like a pilot to almost be like a full launch and they're not looking at it from a learning experience. So they, they feel like there's the security and we're going to put a small group in and then everything's going to be totally smooth when we put the, the larger group in. <clears throat> so fear. <laughs> so, so I'm, 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 I'm glad you, you said what you said, because I think mm-hmm. that, that, that articulates the perspective of most people. So I'm going to, I'm going to point out something to you that I probably don't get to point out when, when the conversation is, is real in that, you know, you talked about, we're afraid to ship, we're afraid to launch, but this issue comes up way before that. Oh, this this is about, this is about making the decision about what you're going to decide. So so it's not, I mean, so, so you're well, you are well before that. Right. So, so it's kind of like, why do you, um, See, I think people like the idea of piloting. I don't think most people. Um, I, so I think most people think piloting is let's start small and and expand from there. Let's start with a small group and expand yep. from there. Yep. Um, and I think that that your, um, it, you know, it 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 is fear. I think. You know, so so let let let's get at it, right? 
if if you're launching if you're really launching a new CRM, it's it's a risky experience. Yeah. And the reason it's risky, I think, has very little to do with the actual tech. I think the risk is all about the change management. Mm-hmm. Right. I agree. And 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 that is why, and I'll give away the ending here. Um, but I encourage people to listen through because I really do hope this episode serves to help people take a balanced viewpoint um, at what is a very emotionally charged point. Because by the way, this comes up at the moment of choice, right? Um, It's the decision mode, it's the decision time, and now you have to make a choice. And so what piloting does, the idea of piloting, so let's talk about what a pilot should be. Pilot should be something that allows you to test a concept. So it's very similar to proof of concept. It allows you to test. It, it, it enables you to build potentially a business case. So, so it is, it is in essence, a controlled experiment designed to give you learning and a signal for, for a larger outcome so that you can make better decisions. And ultimately it reduces your risk. So piloting, is a risk mitigation strategy. And if there's any, if anybody's ever read the book, Crossing the Chasm, I exist today. I am the person that I am today because of the experience that I had reading Crossing the Chasm. Um, And while the chasm itself was interesting to me, Mm -hmm. um, and that's what gets, that's what takes up all the oxygen, that's not what changed my world. What changed my world was that reading that book was the first time someone brought up that there's two types of innovation. There's two types of change. There's continuous innovation and there's discontinuous innovation. Mm -hmm. Continuous innovation is innovation is really product centric innovation. It is, it is something that brings change. It brings improvement, but it doesn't require change from the user. So, the example I like to use all the time for that is if I could invent, if I invented a new refrigerator that had twice the storage capacity, um, used half the energy and fit in the exact same footprint as your existing refrigerator, that's a, that's a very easy, I mean, it's awesome innovation, right? Very easy decision, right? If, if you've got a capacity issue with your refrigerator, you see that it pays for itself easily. You're like, I mean, crap, my refrigerator is half empty anyways. Then yeah, that's really neat. I don't need it. But there's like, if I buy it, I have the benefit. There's right. no risk. Discontinuous mm-hmm. innovation means that the user has to change. Right. To get the benefit, to get the payoff, I have to change. And so you're now introducing two types of risk, right? You're introducing the product risk. Mm-hmm. Does the product do what it says it does? Will the product stand up to what our needs are? But then you're also bringing what I'll call accountability risk. Will we do what we need to do? And then further, and if you think about with technology, which is so in the world of discontinuous innovation, you know, I come to you and I say, this is going to increase productivity. This is going to save you time. This is going to reduce um you know, friction and, you know, and, and, you know, if I save you 15% time, 
what is that 15% worth? And that's where the discontinuous innovation question comes. Well, yep. what do I do with that 15%, right? Mm-hmm. So, so it operates on the assumptions. Like if we can generate um, 15% more capacity for a sales rep, that is extraordinarily valuable if the sales rep uses that 15% to increase their productivity. Right. It's not particularly valuable if they just spend 15% more time on the proposals or the whatever that they're already doing. Right. So, so right. they're, you know, th- those are the risks that, that are inherent in change management. Um, and that's when you get into a place where um, figuring out if and when piloting makes sense is important. So from a CRM implementation, if we're talking about a full implementation, and, and especially we're talking about a full implementation not coming from, you know, if, so if we're changing our process, if we're changing the business process while we're changing the technology with something as central as a um, CRM, I'm, I'm going to say that piloting far, far more often than not does not make sense. It, it's, it's not the right lens to look at it through. That doesn't mean that piloting doesn't make sense. And it doesn't even mean that piloting on a CRM implementation doesn't make sense. But you need to be very, very, for a pilot to work. By the way, one reason that people pilot is as a cost, as a cost reduction strategy. What do you mean by how so? So I have 500 salespeople. Let's start with 50 uh-huh. salespeople. Then okay. we'll add, then we'll add. And, and, oh, and so I'm saving okay, money. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so the thing to keep in mind that now that's not, you know, piloting and starting and starting at 50 and going up, or if you will, Mm -hmm. piloting and starting small are not the same thing. Right. So sometimes, you know, if you, if what you're saying is I want to start small, then, then really you're trying to reduce spend. That's really what's motivated. Yep. Right. Yep. Um, And, and, and here's how I know that. Right. Let's say that we're talking about 500 seats and, and you say, well, you know what? Let's start small. Let's start with 50 of them. We'll grow. If I said to you, how about I give you the 500 seats at the same price as the 50 seats? Right. Right. If, yep. if you say anything other than, you know, no, then you're not, mm-hmm. you're not actually pilot. Right. Right. Um, and so you have to get really, really clear to what are you piloting? What is the purpose of the pilot? What is it that you're testing? Yeah, and you then, called it a controlled experiment, which I really liked. I don't think people think about it that way. They think about it as the same as launch. And, and then you, you, you have to ask yourself, what am I going to learn from the pilot? Mm-hmm. Right. What will the pilot teach me? Will it teach me the right thing? Will I get the right signal. And, and, and so when you're talking about changing CRM, there's a lot of reasons that piloting actually increases the risk because it increases the likelihood of failure. Why do you, why do you say that? How does it increase the likelihood of failure? So I've had multiple situations. I've had multiple conversations along um, along this. So if I worry sharing this with you, because I already know five clients who, if they listen to this are going to think I'm talking about them. 
And and some might go like, well, I you know, I'm obviously not going to tell anybody who anybody is, right? But you know, sometimes, but but to, so I'm not talking about anybody specifically, and it happens frequently enough that I know it's there. We've had multiple people say, look, if this isn't successful, my job's on the line. Yeah. If this isn't successful, our job is on the line. We're going yeah. to the board. We're asking for a significant investment. If this doesn't work, we're in trouble. Right. Well, well, the question is, if what doesn't work? Is it if the sales effort doesn't work, you're in trouble? So if you do this and the sales... So like we had one situation, company looking at, it's like 400, 450 seats. They were talking about, um, you know, as it got closer and closer and closer, and they were getting closer to make the recommendation to the board, they were, they started talking about, let's start with fewer and fewer seats. By the way, yeah. everybody, I'm I'm in the range of these numbers, but I'm changing the actual numbers just so no one figures, no, no one knows specifically who this is. Um, you know, so so they were talking about 35 seats. You know, by the time it came to this, let's start at 35. And and they said, look, you know, Doug, you got to understand. I mean, if we go to the board and we ask for X number of dollars, yep, and and this doesn't work, then we're in trouble. And I said, okay, let me ask you this: if you go to the board. And you ask for 35 seats and a year from now, it's not working. Wouldn't you also be in trouble? And I'm like, well, yeah, we would. Yeah. And then they started, you know, they started moving towards, but we feel like we have a better chance of being successful if we started 35. So I said, okay, let, let, let's talk about that. How many systems will you have to support? Yeah. How will, how will your, your lead group and your second group and your third group. So of the 450 seats, when we're at between 100 and 200 where so much of, of the standard is still the old way, right? How are we going to deal with resistance to change when, when, you know, a salesperson like, you know, we're going to have to continue to support the existing processes. So it's always easy to say. So as we started looking at that, they started realizing, and then I hit the real killer question. I said, if this has to be successful, do we have a better chance if we're fully in mm-hmm. and everything is moving to there or right. if we're partially in, right? Yeah. See, see, one of the things that happens is in this idea of piloting, there's this idea that, well, before we change things, let's test them. Right. Which infers the status quo is low risk. Right. And, and, yeah. and, and so by the way, if, if what you're looking to do is enhance only or, or 80 or 90% enhance. So, mm-hmm. Hey, you know what? Our status quo is good. Right. But we think we can be better. Mm-hmm. That says piloting might make sense. Right. Right? Yeah. Because I don't want to mess up my status quo. But if my status quo is not on course to what I need, mm-hmm. then then you're going to be pulling things away. Right. And then, you know, so, so that that's how when you pilot, you can actually increase the likelihood of failure because. Um, I mean, the shit's tough. Right. There, there's a reason 
that common mythology talks about burning the boats, right? Status quo and inertia, it's a bitch, right? And yeah. that's why, by the way, th through the process of, of analyzing and assessing, you know, do you need to go to a new CRM platform? Should you go to a new CRM platform? Is what's, what's the reason for change? And, and if the reason for change is clear, yeah, right, then, then, you know, changing isn't the option. And, and what piloting is doing is piloting is testing, do we want to change? And so I'll give you um, an example that has nothing to do with piloting, but it's kind of like piloting. This is, this is what the equivalent was. When I was, a, when I was a financial advisor at Merrill Lynch, I would oftentimes, um, you know, I was, I was working with um, uh, engineer type people and they'd love to overthink. And of course, you know, at w one of the main companies I was working with was uh, mobile. Mobile had been bought by Exxon. There was a reduction in force because of that at the senior level. So, you know, I was not the only person, you know, trying to market themselves to executives at mobile. And I had you know, more than one person there. And this happened in other places as well, who said to me, you know, Doug, what I'd like to do is um, I'm going to hire two of you. And, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to let you each manage half of my portfolio for the next year. Yep. And then at the end of that year, I will, you know, whoever's doing better, I will move to them. And my answer yep. every time was no. Was that? And, 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 by the, and by the way, some of these were good accounts. I mean, like just a half would have yeah. been good accounts. I mean, yeah. I, had, I, had a, I had a $10 million account that, that, you know, half five million to me, five million to them. And yeah. I said no, and they're like, "Well, why? Why not? I mean, that must mean you're not confident." I said, "Here's why. Um, because if you ask me to do that, then what you're asking me to do is to risk your future because you're asking me to my time frame becomes one year, right?" And, 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 and so what I know is if you're going to look at it at perform as performance, then I need to do the things that will maximize your performance, but your time frame is 50 years. You're not hiring me to manage your money for the next year. You're hiring me to put together a strategy. And I said, and, and, and by the way, if you were to tell me, you want me to put together an investment strategy that, that, that provides the greatest possibility of upside in the next year. I would have told you, I don't know how to do that. That that's not the business that I'm in. Right. Um, and, and 80% of the time they, they realize that. And, um, actually 90% of the time they realized that and gave all the money to one advisor, 10% of the time, um, they didn't go with me, but they did split it. Right. Um, about, I think one or two times they went with one, but they went with the other person. I lost it most of the time I won it. Um, but, but it's the same, you know, it, it, it's, it's the same element there. What is it that we're testing? Right. You're not really testing financial advice for one year. So, so like if we're testing change management. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How long's the test? How long's the pilot? And, and by the way, does change management have a better chance of being successful when an entire organization is moving to the place or if a small part of the organization is moving to, to, to that place? Yep. Right. And, and so, 
that's where it creates a whole, whole lot of risk um, in, in the name of, of actually um, reducing risk. So that's why you got to be really clear. What is it that you're piloting? And if you're, if you're doing a process change, is that something that you would recommend? Like, like, like what are the, what are the things that you, that you look at to kind of determine whether you pilot or not? Is it process change? Is it just system change? Is it size of team? Like, like, what do you look at? I did have a company one time, I think they had five salespeople and they said they wanted to pilot it first. I've, I've, I've had some of those on our smaller. And I, and I, and I, and, and another one with about, I think it was seven. So they wanted to start small and then grow from there. And I'm like, okay, well, how, how small do you want to start? Um, so, I mean, so A, if you're going to pilot, you do have to be of a certain size so that, so that piloting mm -hmm. at least makes sense. See, now I, what I'm going to share is our approach actually takes the concept of piloting and I think puts it into the right place. But, but let's talk about piloting in the way that most people talk about piloting. Piloting, a true pilot, um, is, you know, first off, it, it is typically a, a good to great or, or a non-factor to good, right? So, so again, a pilot is based on the idea that the status quo is not causing harm. If the status quo is causing harm, then, then every day you're not changing, it's getting worse. Yeah. Um, right. Um, so it, it tends to be, and, and yes, I, there are some exceptions, and I'd love to hear what your exceptions are. Feel free to, um, but it, it, it is, I refer to it as a vertical mindset to the process. Like, so you can't, you can't pilot a sales process transformation, right? You can pilot a um, change to the first conversation. You can pilot, um, you, you can pilot marketing stuff much more easily than you can part. You know, we're going to pilot email automation. We're going to pilot a new approach. You know what? Like, I, I get into a lot of debates with people. Well, I guess I could just put a period there. Um, I get yep. in debates with a lot of people about testing um, sequences and cadences mm -hmm. um, and, and, and sales emails and, and things like that. And I'm like, okay, well, what, 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 what's your test parameter? Well, they go, right. um, you know, some people say um, connects and people, well, no, no, I don't want to connect. I want to, um, I want a meeting. So they go, well, the email that gets the most meetings. Okay, well, is, is it really the most meetings that you want? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, no, it's not the most meetings that you want. It, it, as, as a matter of fact, I'll go out on the record and say it's the fewest meetings that produce the most sales. Right. If, if, if I can generate 20 sales, like if this campaign, if the best I'm going to do is 20 sales, I just as soon have 20 meetings. I'm, I'm obviously exaggerating right. a little bit. But, but you know, the, so one of the problems with testing that in the, in the pilot a B model and really piloting is a form of A B testing, um, is that you're you're really, you know, you're only testing one element of mm -hmm. that. And 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 so if that's valuable, that's okay. But if you're talking about changing your sales approach, if you're talking about changing your sales platform, you you can't you can't do it vertically. It's a horizontal. It, it's it's going right. across disciplines. Yeah. Um so so that pilot isolates. It, it, it doesn't look to do the whole thing, right? Mm -hmm. And 
So yep. here's the next problem. Like, like, you know, we, we have this all the time. Well, we, we want to change, you know, we want to move to a more frictionless um, quote to cash. We want to move to, um, and it's like, okay, the, the, the problem is if everything you've done to date isn't building that basis for less friction, yeah. isn't building that basis for um, content driven, then, then it's going to be harder because you're now asking them to kind of shift frame. So, so again, it becomes now, can you pilot that? Hey, our sales process is fine. We don't want to mess with it, but we do want to see what happens if we start doing that because we're trying to learn before. Right. Like, so, so we're going to, we're going to test, um, automated, um, proposals. That's, that's a great thing to pilot, mm-hmm. but that's not testing your CRM. Um, and and it does require that you have the systems to support everybody else so so that there is a balance. Because by the way, if you're piloting, what's your control group? Another element of your yep. control group problem is let, let's say that um, you're a real estate company. Um, you're, you're a home, you're, you're, you're a real estate home company. And you pilot going into the third and fourth quarter this year. Well, you know, your numbers are not going to look very good. Right. Right. Now, in that case, it's big enough, you know, to understand that. But so, so there, you know, there, there, there has to be um, a real understanding and clarity, you know, to, to what is it that you're trying to do. So, so that, that vertical mindset, that clear element, um, we're looking for gain only. We've got, you know, the, the, the base is there. It, you're piloting, you can't really pilot change management. And, and I would say it's even more so that you can't pilot change management with, with sales. Th- think of it this way. Someone says we want to pilot sales development. Yeah. Right. Okay. How long is it going to take for us to know if this is going to work? Right. Yep. Well, to do that, the first thing that we need to know is how long is your sales cycle? Yep. So our sales cycle takes nine months. Okay, great. Now, how long is the go to get a meeting cycle. Well, we don't really know what that is. So let's just say that that's, um, you know, to get the full ramp, let's just say that's um, three to five months. Mm-hmm. So we've got a three to five month to, to get the full cycle of meeting and then a nine month sales cycle. That means that you will be able to know what the results of your sales development efforts are to really judge this at 12 to 15 months, notwithstanding yeah that you have to learn things along the way. So, so you're probably not going to come out of the gate at a hundred percent. Like that's right. not, that's not an idea of pilot. Right? Yeah. That, 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 that's not conducive to piloting. So, you know, the advantages of piloting is it's it, it done right. It's less risky. It allows for learning. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it decreases your initial spend. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The disadvantage is it increases the time to value. So if you say at the end of this year, if this doesn't work, we're in trouble. Mm-hmm. Piloting's not a good idea. Right. Because it's going to be a longer period of time to get yep. the value. You're going to learn slower. It allows for learning, but the learning is going to be slower. That's interesting that you say that because I've never thought of pilot that way. I mean, I, I, agree with what you're saying, but I've actually always thought about pilot. Okay. We'll learn more faster, but 
if done the way you're explaining it, you're definitely going to learn slower. You'll, you'll learn some things faster. Right. See, see, this is where the, now here's, there's a difference between piloting and rolling out. Yep. So roll out group one. Like, I don't think you launch 500 people at the same time. Oh, I find that that's like the most effective way to, <laughs> to joke. Well, except that if you look at it as, as, as one time or piloting, mm-hmm. we're doing as one time because we're rolling out group one for two right. weeks. Then we're rolling out group two. Then we're rolling yep. out group three. And we're allowing that water through the pipe. And then, and then we, we have what we can call a pilot group to get the first tranche through, the first lens through, the first piece. Um, and, and, and by the way, who should be in the pilot group, right? So if we're, if we're looking for this to be a system-wide thing, don't have just your best people in the pilot group. No. No. Un, un, unless you want to say, you know what, I'm going to have my best people in the, in the test group. Because I want there to be less friction about that to, to get our learning. And then, right, so all these things come in that go, you know, are, are we rolling it out or are we piloting, right? So it, so it slows down learning. Pilots yep. are more disruptive. Piloting yep. is an investment. Yeah. Right? Because you have to require, you have to run, support multiple systems. And yep. it, one of its big risks, especially when it comes to sales teams, is it, it fragments your focus. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, so it works best. Are you trying to prove a concept? Mm -hmm. Now here's one of the things that gets me about like our CRM. We want to pilot the CRM. Well, is there any question, you know, can the CRM do what the CRM needs to do? Like that's what you're piloting. If you're, if you're quote unquote piloting the CRM, um, clearly defined sub process optimizations like email, Quote to cash, like we're going to test the quote to cash thing. That's a piece of right. a business process, right? And and then the other thing too, when you're piloting, you can't really pilot from anarchy to structure. Yeah, right? I it agree. Just, it doesn't, it, you know. It doesn't work. So, so it falls piloting apart. works when you're coming from a clearly defined system. So by the way, if I'm on CRM A mm-hmm. and I'm going, I think CRM B can help. And we've got, you know, we've got our system set up, it's integrated, we've got a clear process. And hey, we're not really yep. looking to change much about our process management here, or, or, or we've already changed that. And we think this tool will enable that process better than our existing tool. You can pilot that. Because you've right. got the systems yeah. in place. Again, you're managing your status quo. But if you're not managing your status quo, then you're not really piloting anything. You're just dipping your toe in the water. And one of the reasons that that is bad is there's no such thing as an, if you're, if you're looking at an implementation that's going to make a meaningful difference in your business, there's no such thing as an easy implementation. If it was easy, everyone would be doing it. If it was easy, you wouldn't have to, it wouldn't be risky. Yeah. There's risk in everything that you do. Right. And so the difficulty is, if I've got 5% of my group, 10% of my group in it and things start, it, it, human nature becomes, we pull back. Right. Yeah. Right? And, and so just as we get into the turbulence, like what, what is, what does the pilot do when, when they're, when you're in a plane and there's ongoing turbulence, do they go, we're going to, um, 
I forget what the opposite of increase altitude. You know, we're going to decrease our altitude. We're we're, we're currently at thirty two thousand feet, so we're going to get closer to the ground to to solve. No, they go. We're going to move up. Yeah. Hey, we're come. Hey, we're seeing some storms. We're gonna we're gonna lower our altitude. No, you don't. You you right. And and oh, by the way, right. Does does a plane use more fuel in a stormy environment or in a smooth environment? I don't actually know the answer to that question. It, to that it question, more, it, it uses more fuel because you need more velocity to get through. Right, right. Your your status quo is so you need right. Yeah. Right. Does does the anesthesiologist need to pay more attention or less attention in a difficult environment? Right. 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 So just when just when you're dealing with your difficulties, right, you're you're in this place where you're between two systems. And oh, by the way, another problem with piloting in in a lot of CRM implementations. And by the way, if we're talking about, you know, 5,000, your sales organization is 5,000 people. Yeah, of course you're going to do something like a pilot because you're not going to, you're going to launch it in a division. Right. Right. That's not a pilot. I mean, if you're 5,000 people, you might say, we're going to pilot it with this right. organization first. Yeah. Um, but I would say that there needs to be a critical mass. Because by the way, if I pilot it with the 30 person sales team of my 5,000 people. Yep. That 30 person team, I'm not going to learn a lot from them. I'm right. I'm going to learn a lot from the 500 person team because, because at, at least that's, that's in the realm. So that's where piloting, I think, you know, that, that, that is when you should pilot and when you shouldn't mm-hmm. pilot. Right. I'll let you ask. So, so we talked speak a little bit. Speak for the user. Um, so we talked a little bit about rollout and and the difference between that and pilot, but what does it look like if you don't pilot? Like what's that approach if you're not going to so, pilot? So I have this, this, this is why people struggle to understand me, Jess. Um, oh, we're going to get to one, we're going to get to one thing, the, the help, one help, reason. Help me be better understood. <laughs> um, so I think always be piloting. That's how you do it. That's right. So, always be piloting. We solved it. <laughs> so, because I just said don't pilot, and now I said that's what people don't understand me. Um, yeah. The other thing about a pilot mm-hmm. is it's very day one focus, and what I mean by that is very launch, very complete. Yep. Okay, yep. everybody, our, our our new email tool is right. That that, that makes sense. Um, as as we've shared on this show before, and, and by the way, I'm not a fan unless you're you know, I mean, you don't, you don't have to quite be at the Amazon level for AB testing to make sense in, in the traditional way. Right. But you know, you have to be in the millions of, of things that you're testing. If you're looking to do real AB testing, what I'm a fan of is, is what I've seen referred to as Boleyn AB testing, which is I'm testing my iterations. Right. Right. So I'm sending out this email, then I'm testing it. I'm not breaking up this email individually. What I'm learning goes to the next one and I'm comparing and I'm right. doing those things. As we've said on this show many times, when you think about your CRM, always be launching. You should be launching two, three, four times per year. I think it was in episode two, I talked about what size would drive, um, right. you know, how, how, how many. I think I said under 50, at least two times. 50 to 100, at least three times, 100 or more, you should be launching four times per year. So so in reality, that's your testing. 
right? That That's your pilot. Yeah. Every pilot is feeding into the next pilot. What, what I refer to it as is the simple and complete approach, right? We want to keep things simple as simple to use. We don't want to put too much stress on it, right? By right. the way, the simple and complete approach is very much the intent that, that the tech industry talks about MVPs, mm-hmm. right? But think about this for a second. I've got a new heart monitor. Right. That will detect whatever heart monitors are supposed to detect, that they struggle to detect. What's the MVP for that? It's a hell yeah. of a lot higher than the MVP for we're going to auto log emails into your database. Right. Right. So, so, so there's a threshold to what's going on here. You know, minimum viable product doesn't mean do the least that you can do. It's get, you know, solve for something. And there's two ways that you can solve for something. There's two ways that you can lower the threshold to solve. You can go vertical or you can go mm-hmm. horizontal. And so right. if you think about the fact that, Hey, we're solving this. And what I find is when change management, when change is key, viewing things horizontally tends to be more powerful than viewing things vertically. Yep. Right. So, so you're, you're really looking at it through the lens of we're solving for certain jobs across the organization, across the people that are impacted, right? We don't want to have two versions of the truth, right? Mm-hmm. So we define complete by the level of capability that, that, that we're building next, right? So, so this approach says that, hey, so we're going to take one, we're going to take two to three months to configure. Then we're going to launch and our launch is going to be, you know, our launch is going to be a a two to three month launch. That's, that's the rollout now. So, so that launch, so we're going to get 300, we're going to get your 500 people up and running over 60 to 90 days. Yeah. That's not a pilot. I know. (laughs) Right. That's not a pilot. Yeah. Right. Um, Now, one thing I will tell you is, you know, and I've learned this, we've talked about project momentum and implementation momentum. That's a huge element. You Mm -hmm. you get into inertia. It's crazy. And I, and I, and I'll say there's nothing that creates more friction and there's nothing that makes an implementation heavier when, than when some people are using this and other people are using that. No kidding. Um, And, and, and so, you know, there's an element that says, Hey, let's get to over here as quickly as reasonably possible. So what you're doing with a simple and complete approach is you're looking to increase your velocity. And the way that you increase your velocity is we're going to get this here. We know that there's going to be a lot of shit that's not going to work. And so we're going to learn that and apply that over the next three, you know, in, in, in the next launch or the launch after that. And there's an ongoing calibration and iteration that drives it. It leads to greater learning. There's mm-hmm. more focus. The learning is more powerful because there's there's shared experience. Um, it creates a single operating system. It it generates more focus. Now, the downside is, it requires more attention up front. Mm-hmm. Yep. And and that's what's scary, and that's why people want to pilot because it it that and and this is a danger of piloting when you pilot you can create just enough rationalization to not have to think through things fully. Yep. You get to push it off. 
you get to push it off and push it off. So you don't actually solve it. You know, it, it, it piloting so frequently falls into what I call the philosophy of bad agile, right? Waterfall planning is a pain in the ass. You got to think about every, everything that happens, right. every dependency, you got to plot it out. You got to estimate agile. We're just going to do a weekly sprint. Hey guys, what are we going to do this week? Right. <laughs> okay. That that's not agile. That's anarchy, right? But how many people in the name of agile, right? Yeah. <laughs> agile requires, I think, more discipline than waterfall I agree. because it creates greater flexibility. It creates mm-hmm. greater resiliency, right? And and so, you know, are we really piloting the process, or are we trying to defer the hard thinking? And more importantly, more important. Are we trying to defer the commitment? Yeah. Because I'll tell you, the number one thing that is the first precursor of failure to any important initiative is failure to commit. Yep. Yep. And so I am not anti-piloting. And by the way, there are places where I am a firm believer in piloting. But in most cases, when we're talking about real full CRM implementation, a, a, a simple and complete approach thinking through the lens of business process, it does require it. This will require a greater capability in, in, in the underlying design in, in how it's thought about it. it, It's a different mindset, but it really is built far, far more to how your world works, how the world works and it generates better outcomes. Yep. I agree. And therefore it is actually less risk. The you know simple and complete approach. Yes. Do you know why? Why? Because it is unwise to pay too much, but it is worse to pay too little. Right. Yep. And so one of the dangers you got to make sure on piloting is, are you doing a little bit too little? And that's one of the key dangers. Like, did it not well, work because the idea is bad? Did it not work because we had the wrong exactly. people? Did it not work because... Because by the way, if you if you shrink the configuration, the time on system design and, and, and configuration down relative to what you're shrinking the implementation, well, you haven't really designed it fully. Now, if you want to mm-hmm. say, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna configure this, we're gonna get the whole um, design in place," now we're gonna pilot it. You know that that can make some sense, but it's like, well, yeah. no, let, let let's just do this. Yeah. More often than not, what's happening is the technology is leading the business process. The business process isn't leading the technology and you don't learn anything. Right. Yep. Um, I have a couple of, of key takeaways um, from what we talked about. So I think making sure that you clearly define what you're going to learn from the pilot, because I think people just say we're going to pilot and they don't define what we're going to learn those guardrails up and, and defining what do we want to change in the pilot. I think what she said around if, if status quo is, is, is okay. That's when you pilot. Cause I think that's counterintuitive to how most people think about it. And then the biggest thing is pilots, not rollout. Constantly we get people referring to a rollout as pilot and, and they are not the same thing. And I, by the way, I'm a big fan of the rollout approach because you can, can actually learn things from the, those first couple of groups and apply them to later groups, but it's it's not the same thing as piloting. 
Yeah, and, and, and I think that um, the, the other thing that you've got to do is you've got to ask, why are you doing this? Why, why is this initiative in the first place? Why is this the initiative? Well, I right. think you've got to ask that whether you're piloting or not. You, you, you've well, but, but what I'm saying is that, that what, what ends up happening is as you, you start off with a reason for why you're doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And then as you get closer, see, see, one of the things that happens psychologically is in the beginning, you're motivated by trying to find the path to success. Right. Then once you go into the place where you decide, yes, we need to do something like an intent really hit purchase intent kicks in. We actually stop being motivated by that. And we start getting motivated by what, what will prevent the perception of failure. Right. right? You may not know this, Jess, but the word decide and the word homicide both have the same Latin root. They both mean the same thing, right? Cause we're now killing options and we go, Oh no, Oh no, Oh no. And so, so yeah. all of a sudden we start, um, we start getting very, very myopic. And that's why we stop seeing that, well, wait a second. If I don't do anything, I'm worse than, right? Uh, one of my favorite quotes from Colin Powell, indecision has cost Americans, American companies, indecision has cost the world, companies, people, et cetera, far more money and stress than yep. bad decisions ever had, right? And, and so we right. get into, like, so too often piloting is the rationale or is the rationalization yep. for indecision, right? And so Absolutely. when, when you're going through and then at the end, you well, well, maybe we want to pilot this. We'll test that. Why were we doing this initiative? Is this pilot in alignment to that? Right. Are we willing to make the commitment for what, right? On and on and on. That's what I'm. Yeah. Yep. I agree. And that, you know what, Jess, I'm going to let Cookie Monster. Oh boy. And, and. 2022 for us. Cookie! Wait for it. No, no, oh, that was the second one. I didn't, I didn't oh, do. You did. okay. I, I didn't do. I want cookie. This is the end oh. of it. So, so maybe on the first episode, I'll do. I want cookie. Jess, have a great holiday. Have a great time with your family. Relax. 2023's got some uh, big things in store. Um. And who knows, we might even do a couple crazy things here on the RevOps show. I'm excited. You as well. Have a great holiday. And that's a wrap on this episode of the RevOps show. As a reminder, a pilot allows you to test a concept, can help you build a business case, helps you to make better decisions, and is a risk mitigation strategy. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to go subscribe on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. While you're there, leave us a review and share the episode. If you have any questions you would like to ask Doug or Jess about CRM implementations, piloting, or anything else RevOps related, email me at hannah at imaginellc.com or hit us up on Twitter at demandcreator. Until next time, remember, can't solve your upstream problems downstream.